Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Grow Down Podcast with Tim Herset. Conversations while following Jesus on the old road which leads to new life. On the podcast today, we'll be discussing a quotable quote. It's true. Throughout history, people have been saying things that simply stand the test of time. And some of those quotes are worth our time and to discuss as they can challenge our thinking, raise important questions, and draw us closer to Jesus. All right, good evening or good morning, whatever time it is that you're listening to this. Good day. I'd like to welcome my friend Coulter H. Lane to the Grow Down podcast. Welcome, Coulter. Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. It's a treat to have a conversation with you. Uh, the first thing that we need to discuss is what is one thing that everyone who's listening needs to know about Coulter Lane? I think everybody needs to know that I love canoes. Ooh. Yeah. And I, I say that because there, there's probably many other things that I would want people to know about me. Yeah. yeah. But that's one that's like in the closet, maybe. And see, I've known you for over 20 years, and I did not know that. There you go. I'm out of the closet. (laughs) I know we have been canoeing together. Yeah. Pre-children. That's right. Yours was conceived at the time, I believe. Yeah, Emily was pregnant. Yeah. And you have also sent me an idea of a multi-day, like a week-long canoe trip in British Columbia. Do you do you recall sending me that idea? I do, I do. the The name of it escapes me. Um, yeah. But it's a it's like a string of four lakes that forms a rectangle, and you portage between them. So it's like a car-to-car canoe expedition that just seems awesome. Yeah. I think my son is... Oh, go ahead. Well, we've talked about the boundary waters, but I think that has too many bugs. (laughs) It could. There can be bugs up north too, though. I think we're a couple years out on that. Uh, my, My son, Judah, he moves so quickly... And he goes for it that like he is going to launch himself out of a canoe really quickly. Um, Very different than my daughter, Mara. She loved just sitting in the canoe as a 18 month old. She would just sit there, not move. So we're trying to figure that out. I'm just imagining putting a life jacket on Judah and duct taping it to him. might be what it takes (laughs) yeah (laughs) so Coulter Lane is an old friend of mine uh from Kalispell days of going to high school now he and his wife Allie and their kids live in Jackson Wyoming and he is a professional engineer did I get all that right 
You did, and you used Jackson, which is even better. Most people use Jackson Hole, um, which is the mountain man way of saying valley, Jackson yeah. Valley. Yeah. But Jackson is is the better use of the term to describe the place that I live. It is. Yeah, it's where you live. It's Jackson. Yeah. So Coulter has agreed to have a conversation with us on the Grow Down podcast. And this is another one of our new segments that we're doing. And this one's called Quotable Quotes, where we're going to discuss a quote uh, that is quotable. So this quote that we'll discuss, I think I first heard it in a song by Josh Garrels. You listen to Josh Garrels, Coulter? I I really like Josh Garrels, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I've could could remember this lyric though yeah it's i believe it i believe the name of the song is run but it's not the complete quote and i when i heard the lyric i looked it up and that is where i actually discovered the full quote which we'll discuss so coulter would you like to do the honors of reading the quote that we'll discuss sure the glory of the Lord is man fully alive, but the life of man is the vision of God. So in the song, it just has the first part. The glory of the Lord is man fully alive. And if you just type that into Google, it will come up that it was said by St. Irenaeus, who he he does not live on earth anymore he died many many years ago so he was actually it, it's an interesting deal i'm not a historian by any means Coulter, but if you do a little research you you find like different birth dates and death dates for him and this my understanding is it's just because record keeping wasn't great but he lived in around 130 a.d to the year 200 203 and if you want to like a quick, for those listening, if you want a quick history biography about St. Irenaeus, type it into Google and there's a Christianity Today article about him, uh, which will help you see that there's a lot that I'll tell you about him. But the, the bottom line was is he was one of the leading thinkers of Christian history after the time of Jesus. So he was an apologist, which would mean that he he did a lot of defending of the faith, like apologetics. And he wrote this book, which is still used in university today. Um, and it, the book in English, the title is Against Heresies. Heresies would be false teachings. And the the bulk of the book was a refuting um, of Gnosticism. Colter, you know all about Gnosticism, yeah? I've heard of the the Gnostics. Yeah. And I think I think it's fair for your listeners to to make sure they know it's Gnostic. <laughs> yeah, it's it, got a G at the beginning. That it's... always throws me when people are talking about the Gnostics. Yeah. And so the Gnostics would be people who were living or basing their life on 
Gnosticism. And the word Gnosticism comes from a Greek word, Gnosis, Gnosis, which would mean knowledge. And so essentially the, the teaching of Gnosticism was that there was a higher knowledge that was available to people. Um, but for Irenaeus, his biggest problem with it was that it didn't line up with historical Christianity. Uh, the, the Gnostics, they didn't teach based on the texts that were written about Jesus. They weren't really interested in the historical Jesus. And they, they had a different view of the Bible. So they didn't see the Bible as a unified story of redemption. And the Gnostics, they believed that salvation came through enlightenment. That's that higher knowledge. Uh, and that, that was only available for a few people. Um, and so during the course of Irenaeus's life, he, uh, he helped develop what we know as the canon of scriptures. So the, the official authoritative word of God, which is the Bible that we know today. And he was also one of the authors of the, what became the Apostles' Creed which was a statement that really helped us say what we believe. So that's who this guy is who said it. And it's a quotable quote, in my opinion, because it has stood the test of time. I mean, it's what, what year is it now? 2023. And so it's, a we're looking at a couple thousand years old and we're talking about it on this podcast. So the glory of the Lord is man fully alive, but the life of man is the vision of God. So let's let's break it up into the first part and the second part. How about that? Sound good? I'm glad you're doing that. Because um, it, it feels like the first part is more digestible. Um, yeah. I've been kind of thrown more by the second part. Yeah. In, in um, thinking about this. Yeah. And yeah, and maybe that's partly why that's the, the phrase that, is really known and gets put into song lyrics and um, printed on t-shirts. And there's a, there's a college somewhere that this is like, it's like their tagline. Uh, They use the first part of it. The glory of the Lord is man fully alive. Uh, So for, for like just the sake of the conversation to define glory as Irenaeus is using it here, it would be saying glory, like taking great pride or pleasure in, or having a great admiration or honor for something or someone. And then the Lord would be the personal three-in-one, Father, Spirit, Son, God of the Bible. And then man, it's not that's not a gender term, it's more using man in the term of humanity male and female all humans created in the image of god and then fully alive uh, would be like eternal life or life life and more life it's this already but not yet knowing god that we have the opportunity to have so coulter how does this sit with you you've already said it's easier to digest but how does this sit with you? The glory of the Lord is man fully alive. 
Well, it may, it's helpful to know it, the, its context in, from Irenaeus in speaking or debating with Gnosticism. Um, I, I think that's the first thing that, that jumps out at me is this idea of Gnostics thinking that your transcendence or your salvation comes through higher knowledge through your head, basically. Whereas the, the quote, God wants to see humanity as alive, sort of experiencing life to the full, almost, you know, body emphasis, right? Or um, uh, experiencing, experiential, experiencing life, not just knowing life. Um, so that, I mean, that's what jumps out at me. The, another quotable quote from Jesus, uh, I think it's in John 10, 10, the thief came to lie, steal and destroy, but I have come so that you can have life to the full. Mm -hmm. Um, and that I, I really have latched onto that in, in the fact that we were in this already not yet state and yet like the, the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is now. And to, as believers to, to sit in that and experience the kingdom of God now and try to usher in the kingdom of God now, bring life to those around us and, and not, put so much of, you know, sort of our hope in the life after or the next, the next age to come, as Jesus says. Yeah. It, it, it like, I don't know if tips the scale is the right way to say it or balances something out, but it's, it, it puts a lot more value on our life here on earth where I think sometimes if you overemphasize even just the phrase eternal life and like the understanding of what happens after you die, if you spend too much time with that, you miss out so much with what God actually has for us here on earth. Um, I guess that's what, that's what comes to my mind. Um, yeah. And, and it's, maybe you've heard the phrase a lot, like give God the glory or glorify the Lord kind of a deal. Sure. That, that comes to my mind as well. When I think of this first part of the quote, um, the glory of the Lord. So to, for us to actually glorify him is to be living our lives fully alive, which it's kind of a wake up call for me like that. I'm often not that, you know, it's like, I'll, you know, I get frustrated with little things like, you know, how long I had to be on hold when trying to get a hold of the insurance person or, you know, whatever. It's like, that's not fully living. That's, that's just looking, it's kind of staring at myself in the mirror and feeling sorry for myself about my circumstance where, you know, to be fully alive is to look up and see the people around me and, you know, care for them and love other people well. 
Yeah, be in the present moment mm -hmm. almost. Whether you're stuck on the phone or stuck in traffic or uh, waiting for your children to put their shoes on to go outside uh, to try to be fully alive in each of those moments. It's a good reminder. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I, I, that, that half of the quote alone would be a quotable quote that we could discuss for a long time. Uh, but there's the second half of it, which says, but the life of man is the vision of God. When I read that, that's, I, I genuinely think that's what kind of inspired this part of the podcast. Cause I, it was, must've been August that I read that. So about six months ago, what's that? Five months ago. And it's just been rattling around in my brain and. I've been writing about it and talking to people about it. And uh, that's been like a eye opening way of looking at um, God's purposes. Uh, so if we were to break this down further, the life of man, you could say that's the purpose of human beings, right? Or God's will for mankind, the life of man that you would be alive Death is not the original intent. That's not God's plan. God's plan is for life. But then to say that that is the vision of God, um, when when you're talking in organizations or businesses or you know ministries or whatever, you hear a lot about vision. You know, where are we going? What are we doing? Um, so for the vision of God, it's the future reality that is going to be fulfilled. It's what God wants what god desires to see happen and it's just simply the life of man that is the vision of god and he wants us to have life so does this change how the quote sits with you now coulter reading that i know you said it that's the part that you struggle with a little bit yeah i think and and even talking through it with you it it's like taking a taking a gemstone and like turning it in your hand and looking at it different ways um and i i feel like i'm back in flathead high school english class dissecting poems here um which is fun i'm one of those nerds that actually liked that but yeah, me too the it's interesting the the word or the the use of the conjunction but is what has caused me to wrestle with it. Hmm. I think if you were to, you, you read the whole quote, the glory of the Lord is man fully alive, and you leave out the conjunction, the life of man is the vision of God, I can make sense of it in terms of it, it glorifies God to see humans living life to the full and the life of man that that life that humankind living life to the full is the future vision or the future purpose of God but there's for some reason 
Irenaeus used, but, and, and so it's, you have to almost reconcile that the, the first and second lines are saying two different things. Yeah, they're not necessarily contradicting, but they are different statements. What what do you make of that? But yeah, it's uh, one of those. Whenever I see the like a comma followed by a phrase that begins with the word "but," it's kind of a okay. Let's pay attention here. Something is being declared, and and so that I think is also why I've just been sitting on it, going, "What?" But the life of man is the vision of God. Like, really? Is that the whole story? Is that, is there more? Because uh, you can read scripture and man, there's so much about new creation, you know, the, the the heavens, the galaxies, all that stuff that God has made. And I guess what it does though, it's it's caused me to to really sit down with it and go, oh, that's, that's kind of why the, the creation narrative ends with God creating man male and female he created them in his image and that's when he says it was very good kind of when it, it brings those things to my mind that that's his vision right it was to make us in his image and for us to be alive like that's his that's the future reality that that's what he wants to see is he wants people to be alive and experience this life that he has created. Now that we, we live here on earth and we experience all sorts of brokenness um, because of our sin and the, all the effects of it. And so I guess for me, yeah, it's the, when I see it, it, what it's done is it's kind of made me pump the brakes, slow down, go, Oh, what's actually being said here? Right, I'm wondering if it's the it's it's making you stop, like you said, pump the brakes and think about because the first line, fully alive, but the life of man. So I, I wonder, yeah, pump the brakes and think about how we might misconstrue or misapply the concept of being fully alive when when there's the god wants us to be seeing something else maybe yeah and and i think what you're saying there of misconstrue misconstruing fully alive is because our natural tendency is to make fully alive focused on me myself and i and what great things are going on but really it's about the glory of god and that so the vision that god has is still that he will be receiving the glory he will be glorified um rather than life to the full being all about tim and tim getting to do what he wants to do yeah and even expanding upon that right if it's if it's the the life of man the life of human kind it's getting us to look beyond ourselves and see how we can make 
those around us to the utter ends of the earth alive um, to have fulfillment in their lives, to have, to see, reduce suffering in the world, to um, ease people's pain and maybe just, just generally have fun. Um, But humanity wide, not just singular Mm -hmm. uh, Coulter, singular Tim being fully alive. Yeah. And it, I guess what the way you say that, you know, it makes me think of, you know, go into all the world and preach the gospel, you know, the great commission, I mean, make disciples of Jesus, teaching them everything that he has commanded, baptizing them. So it's like, it brings that in as a defining characteristic of what fully alive would be, what the life of man is how you can actually experience that is through the the paradox of dying to yourself and taking up your cross to follow Jesus. So, there's a lot in here, and Coulter, I know I told you how long this was going to take, and it's taking a lot longer. Um, I think that shows that there's a lot of depth in this. <laughs> there's so much to it that we could say, that we could talk about. Any any thoughts right now on the top of your head that you want to share? No, I don't. I don't think any. Well, I you know I think that last thing I'm still riffing on that idea of humanity, life with humanity. Um, I think there's there's so much in the text of the Bible, especially the Old Testament, that speaks in terms of sort of salvation of the community like collective salvation mm-hmm. um and, and that's what that that's what that conjunction that bud is forcing me to or, or making me face is that it's it's really easy for me to picture myself fully alive um and fully alive with christ but there's there's more, I think the, the Bible calls us to more and, and it's this communal collective, um, being alive and right with God, uh, that, that we, we just miss a lot of times in our individualistic Western culture where it, 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 it's all about us, in, even in a non-Christian sense. And then as a Christ follower, it still can tend to be all about us in terms of our own individual salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what can we do to, to, to think about, think more humankind-wide or Globally is the words in my head, but I'm, I'm, I'm seeking for something different. Yeah. I hear what you're saying though. And, and I think it's good for us to remember, you know, a, the guy who wrote this Irenaeus or who said it, uh, he, he wasn't from America in the 20, 
23 years, right? He, he was from a different part of the world at a different time. And historical Christianity was based in the Middle East, not where we live. And just the standard right. modes of operation for how people think about living life are different there and then than they are here now. Um, and so there's a lot to it. Um, and I think, I know for myself, it was super helpful to understand more that St. Irenaeus was really like, his big thing was, yes, it was refuting Gnosticism, but it was, it wasn't so much about winning the argument as it was to point people to what the scriptures actually say about who Jesus is, how you can have salvation. And so that's super, that was super helpful for me in looking at this. So Coulter, thanks for the conversation with this, but there is one last question. Would you get this quote tattooed on your arm? You know, in general, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of tattoos. Uh, and maybe you put this in, what, what would Irenaeus, Irenaeus, would it have been Greek? Oh, uh, I think so. I'd have to look it up. You know, it's like that's maybe fashionable. Get something Greek <laughs> tattooed on your arm, and 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 do that in more like, hey, if you got a tattoo, let's let's make it more in the context of Irenaeus, not Josh Garrels. Um, but I, probably probably not this particular quotable quote on my skin. It, uh, I, I don't, if someone asked me about said tattoo, I just would, would not want to take 30 minutes to try to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good way of determining whether or not to get a tattoo. Yeah. Does it require a half hour conversation with research to explain it? To explain. <laughs> right. For the rest All right, of your well, life. Well, the glory of the Lord is man fully alive, but the life of man is the vision of God. Thank you, St. Irenaeus, for saying it or writing it. And Coulter, thank you for being on the Grow Down podcast talking about it. Yeah, Tim, thanks again for having me. It's been, been great talking to you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Grow Down podcast. Do you like what you hear? Share with your friends and family. The Grow Down Podcast. Find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. 